We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. GM Eric DaCosta, he is deserving of some flowers this morning because in a 24-hour period, he brought in two significant players, both at outside linebacker and cornerback. And one of those players, we all know who he is, former number one overall pick, Jadavian Clowney. Yeah, and Sarah, we're going to dig deeper into that Clowney signing, including his first ever interview and practice with the organization in Baltimore. We're also going to look at the good and the bad that he brings to the table at this point in his career. He is 30 years old now and not getting any younger. I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Monday, August 21st, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. You know, so Sarah, we all know how careful the Ravens have been with Rashad Bateman throughout his Liz Frank recovery, right? But based on a doctor of physical therapy's new observation, there's reason for optimism about the third year pass catcher. And plus, we've got your daily dose of practice news and notes from over the weekend, including Jalen Armour Davis's status and what the game plan is at quarterback for tonight's preseason action against the Commanders. And that's not even to mention, Bobby, an absurd one-handed catch by Odell Beckham Jr. We'll show that ahead. Yeah, we have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. So, a classic Friday news dump, if you will. Here are the two newest Ravens pictured left. Ronald Darby, cornerback. We covered that extensively last week. On the right-hand side, outside linebacker, defensive end, whatever you want to call him, former number one overall pick back in 2014, Jadavian Clowney. He went pen to paper on Friday, earlier last week. He is now a Baltimore Raven, and we got a lot to talk about. The Athletics' Jeff Zarebeck, and essentially what the you know, at the crux of this episode is the value. They signed him to a one-year, $2.5 million deal with incentives that give the, um, essentially the contract a max value of $6 million total. Now, according to Brian McFarland, Raven salary cap analyst, the Ravens should have a, just over $5.6 million left under the cap based on that move. But 
Here is John Harbaugh before we give you our reactions to essentially who they now have in the locker room. Oh, yeah, exactly. I tell you, he's a, he's a high-energy player. He's a very physical player. He's a guy, when he plays, he's kind of reckless with his body. I mean, he throws it around. He's heavy-handed. Uh, he's, a, he's a power rusher. I think he could even, you know, he's a really good pass rusher. I think he's a little underrated as a pass rusher. And, uh, you know, top pick in the draft and all that. And, uh, but as a, as a play hard, heavy handed edge setter, gives us a chance to get, you know, four pass rushers on the field on third down situations that are true pass rusher type guys. There's a real value in that. And one quick note of clarification there. According to Jeff, there may have been an agreement on the table as early as Monday. So while it was signed, you know, at one winning drive on Friday, there was noise, you know, and smoke all week long, Sarah. So anyway, that's the latest right now. What was your instant reaction on Friday? Well, it was obviously not a big surprise that they signed him because there had been all those reports of him being visited. So, or, or of him visiting, but I've been saying for weeks now, and you had played that, that clip in our last episode from pro football talk, they were concerned about the pass rush. I wasn't as concerned about the pass rush. Cause I knew, I knew that the Ravens were still going to sign a veteran of somebody like Clowney's, you know, experience. I, I, I feel like the Ravens are all in with David Ajabo and Odafe Owe. They just needed that experienced guy in there, that veteran in there. That's what he brings. Then, then are you kidding me? Jeff Zrebeck reports the value of the contract. Like, I thought it was going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of what Justin Houston just signed for. I think he was a $6 million base, whereas Clowney is, that's his max with incentives. And Yannick Ngakwe, he signed for $10.5 million. And then... You're telling me Clowney's coming in at two and a half? No wonder he left the building after the visit without signing. Then he goes over. I, and I said this. I bet he's going over and having another visit. It's like it's like trying to get a little leverage, right? So, um, yeah. So the value is insane. Two and a half million. Two and a half million. So we'll talk about the good and the bad that, that Clowney brings. But there's not this high risk factor at two and a half million. So, what I like about the signing that you've got up there for the video people, uh, a tweet that I had put out. What I like about it is he really rounds out this outside linebackers room. He rounds it out both in age and in, in experience with these young guys, but he also they each guy brings a different skill set that really complement one another. So Clowney. It, it, you have to have the expectations right. It cannot be, you have to think we're bringing in a guy worth two and a half million dollars. You can't think, oh, we're bringing in a guy that was the former number one overall pick because then you're thinking he should be getting double digit sacks. That is not my expectation. You need to think of Clowney more as like this, I mean, really, really good run defender, which the Ravens guys are becoming better at that, but nobody's been good. Somebody who can seal the edge, somebody who can just, he can kick inside also. Um, but he'll also add some sacks along the way. Then you've got Odafe Owe and, o and Ojabo, who are the two up-and-comers. And they're both your rush guys, and they both do it in different ways. Um, but but that's what that's what they're going to kind of try to do. Then you've got Tyus Bowser, who's supposed to be 
you know, back by week one. He's your Sam guy. He's playing back. He's your coverage. And then you've got some rookies, some younger guys that are going to be developing along the way. So it's a really well-rounded group. And what's also nice about this signing with him being able to kick in and out is the Ravens are betting on their two young guys in Odafe Owe and Ojabo, but they're not putting all their eggs in that basket. So if one guy doesn't happen to develop the way they hope, you've still got Clowney there and you've got other guys coming up. You're So you've got your young guys are still going to get plenty of snaps. Clowney isn't stealing that. Ojabo is getting like Houston um, snaps. Clowney is getting more like uh, Justin Paul Pierre snaps. And between Houston and JPP, according to – yeah, Jason, thank you. According to Jameson Hansley, um, those two guys accounted for 923 snaps. So you're still giving your young guys a chance to develop and become who you think that they can become, but you didn't put all your eggs in those baskets by bringing in Clowney. So I think it just really rounds out the outside linebackers room at a steal of a price, Bobby. It almost alleviates – kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying here, it alleviates maybe some pressure mm. on on David, you know, indirectly or directly on David Ajabo and Adafe Owe entering their respective years, right? For for Adafe, he's probably got, you could argue, aside from Lamar and some of the bigger names on this team that have been paid, he may be one of the players under the most pressure, under the most scrutiny entering this year. And then Ajabo... You know, having a essentially this is his rookie year. So can he can the guy be under pressure? Maybe by certain media outlets, but in terms of what I'm expecting coming off the torn Achilles, I mean, yeah, you, you want to have high expectations for the guy, but this is essentially his rookie year after after missing the majority of last year. So I like the way that 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 it alleviates, you know, some of the expectations for those guys. Obviously, from a value standpoint, this was a home run, hence the title of this episode by Eric DaCosta. They waited and waited and waited, right? You knew at some point there was going to be an ad, whether it was it, it was Jadavian, uh, what, Melvin Ingram was out there, Kyle Van Noy, those names are still out there, but they settle with a guy who, you know, granted, there are some knocks on him at this point in his career, right? And we've covered some mm -hmm. of this. So as much as mm -hmm. it's good from a value standpoint and a low risk, high reward, high ceiling kind of thing, there are other implications that are attached to this, like the fact that he has never had a double-digit sack season. Now, at this point, are they expecting him? Do they need him to be that guy? I think you and I both think it's going to be sort of a committee this year. Mm -hmm. Hopefully somebody surprises us, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's more of a, a committee that has parity up and down the defensive line. Uh, he has missed 15 games over the past three years, so durability. He's on the other side of 30. There's some question marks there. And as Jeff noted in his recent piece on The Athletic, and we talked about this a little bit last week, the exit out of Cleveland. He spent his last two seasons with the Browns. He's bounced around since beginning his career in Houston. But last year in Cleveland, it was rocky to say the very least, so much so that during his media availability, uh, checking out, and, and connecting with cleveland.com on the, the week of the season finale, he basically criticized the team for catering to Miles Garrett, who is one of the best, if not the best defensive player in the entire league. Therefore, you and, cater to him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And there is an age difference, mind you, between the two. And so what did the Browns front office decide? They responded to that. They sent him home. He didn't play in the regular season finale and obviously – He's no longer a Brown. So 
You hope that the Ravens culture, as it so often has done, you know that better than most, Sarah, throughout the, the history of this, this organization, will you know, shore up any of those question marks from a culture standpoint. And we know John Harbaugh prides himself on that. But, but there are some knocks, and, and those are a couple of them. Yeah, and I think those are all fair to point out. Um, again, you know, like the sacks, it's kind of like he really is inconsistent hit or miss, but I don't think – I think the Ravens know that going in, and that's why they do get the value that they have. I do think the the way he, he left is um, – I don't know if it concerns me the most, but it was the thing that, like, didn't sit well with me. But – you do like the idea, and this has happened time and time again, where if you you get a fresh start, you're in a place that, you know, you just feel better, then, then things can turn around. And the same, I mean, OBJ, I know that you were kind of concerned, what do you fit in here, this and that, that hasn't been a problem. We're not in the season yet, but it hasn't been a problem. He's fit in just seamlessly, just seamlessly. Um, then what's nice, so, is that I think that what's nice is that these are two groups that really want to be together, right? When when the news broke, for example, Odell Beckham Jr., you know, responds to it with just like fire, you know, and he's a former teammate. He knows who Clowney is. The other thing is um, Anthony Weaver. He worked with Jadavian Clowney in Houston. And John Harbaugh said that he, that he was like a major factor in bringing Clowney here. And so... Knowing that these guys have a history of working with Clowney, that actually brings a lot of comfort. That like that does subdue, you know, my concerns a bit. To because then it's like, all right, well, may, maybe it was just the Browns, and and not to be like a total jerk, but we've been down this road before. I mean, they're the team that spent two hundred thirty million fully guaranteed on Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? They're the team that hasn't really been winning very much over the last. Well, since Mark Modell left there, okay, it's it's been a minute. So, so is this a case of like just it's it's the Browns organization, and it what what this tells me with OBJ and Weaver having his back that they feel comfortable with who he is. The other thing that I like is that interview he did with Ravens Media. Garrett Downing, shout out to him, former coworker of mine. Really love this. Check out the the theme in this interview in Clowney's answers over, over, and over again. Ravens fans, I am excited to introduce you to the newest member of the squad, Jadeveon Clowney. Congratulations. How's it feel to be a Raven? I feel great. Uh, I've been watching this organization for a long time and I'm a big fan of a lot of guys that play here and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Now you've gone against the Ravens for, for many years. What have your impressions been of this team from the outside and now as you join the squad? They play extremely hard. They're an extremely physical team. Every time you turn on the tape, they play physical. And uh, I always want to be a part of a physical team. And, you know, that fit my game. Yeah, so as you've gone through this process, obviously, there's been interest on you yes, you in the free agent market. What was it about coming here to Baltimore that really made you feel like this was the place that you wanted to call home? Uh, a lot of things, a lot of reasons. Uh, some old coaches that coached me, some of the players I talked to. Uh, when I came for the visit, you know, it felt like it was a – easy transition for me to fit in around here and uh you know it's pretty smooth for me and I kind of enjoyed that when I came and I was like I think I can see myself playing in Baltimore and being a part of the organization and that's how I ended up deciding yeah you you mentioned players that you've played with and you there's some guys on this team Odell of course you played with in Cleveland yeah, and 
What are what have those conversations been about what it's like to join this team and, and how big of a factor was that in this process? I think it was a big factor. The guys just really want to win. You know, they call and say, hey, we're just trying to win and, you know, uh, we can do it here. And uh, the, the pieces around us and you can come in and help. And, you know, I'm just trying to, like I said, wherever it is I can fit in and help, that's what I'm trying to do and help win and help, help the organization win. And, I think they got a great team, a great chance to win, and I just want to be a part of it. You just keep mentioning winning. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the focus. About. That's what it's about. I don't think it's about anything else in the National Football League but winning. And uh, you know, that winning take care of a lot of stuff. Keep the the heat off you and uh, the tension off the, the locker room. Be at ease when you're winning, and everything just be fun. It's fun to win. So uh, I think that's how you have a, a great time winning. Yeah, I mean, this team is built to win. You know, you have uh, Lamar Jackson yeah. as the quarterback, a lot of exciting pieces on offense. You know, Lamar, you've tried to chase him down yes. plenty of times. <laughs> I'm, 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 that's why I said I'm tired of being on the opposite side of that. It was tired to be on that side. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I was chasing him down for the last, chasing him for the last two years. And now I get to watch everybody else go out there and chase him. And I get to be on the uh, opposite side, watch him put up points. And, do what I do best and rush and, and play defense. Awesome. Well, we are excited to have you here. Yes, Welcome to Baltimore. Thank Can't you. wait to see you get to work. Thank you, sir. When you get, what is he? Is he a 10-year veteran? It's getting to the point, you know, when you're getting signed in training camp, you know, late in training camp, you know you're nearing the end and it's time to try to win. It's less about the money. And uh, maybe if he had other offers, he would have gone elsewhere. But he he settled for for not not a lot of money. And Kyle Vanoy did not. Just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, nearly the fact that he's a, you know, basically a 10 year NFL vet means the young guys like Tavius Robinson, um, Travis Jones, who probably grew up watching him in a sense. Yeah, they're going to act pretty giddy as they did during their media conference last week about the addition. Great. Me and him been chopping it up already, you know, talking past us already. We're doing one on ones today. So it's good to have another uh, vet in the room to, to pick his brain and, and learn as much as I can for sure. So. Clowny yesterday, and he already fits the room perfect. He's a good guy, open book. You ask him anything, he's going to tell you the truth. Yeah, it's going to be fun this year, have him on the team. So you know what that makes me think of on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I know Travis is a bad dude. And he's, he's for a the audio big only dude. Folks, Travis is in front of the mic, and he's just like got his hands crossed, like looking like a like bad mofo, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he is in the trenches from the, from the little that, you know, we've seen of him through one year in the NFL, but. But you know, now they have on both sides of the ball, Sarah, you have a guy in Odell Beckham Jr. and a guy in Jadavian Clowney. Two very different players, obviously, two different careers, two different brands, things of that nature. You could say that Jadavian never lived up to his number one hype right from 2014, and you probably wouldn't be wrong. But bottom line is both guys carry a, a certain, um, gosh, like almost aura about them that we've seen so far with Odell. He's been very generous with some of the young wide receivers in that room. Hopefully that pays dividends. And now you kind of see the sense in the early going here, you see similar on the defensive side of the ball for a vet and Clowney, who hopefully that'll pay dividends as well for some of those young guys. So it's an interesting team building aspect. You got, you got a lot of youth on this team, but also it's kind of bolstered by some of these guys who've been around the block. Anything else before we change gears on, on Clowney? All right. All let's right. Let's do Bateman. All right. <laughs> this is, you know what? You can tell John Harbaugh was in a good mood at, at the pressers, and he's got lots of reasons to be. This is one of them. So Rashad Bateman, we know that he's been activated off the PUP for uh, 
almost a week now, but he hadn't been practicing in full team drills. And he started to do that. Did he start Friday or Saturday, Bobby? I can't remember which day. It was over the weekend. It's all a blur to me now. Yeah, I want to say it was Saturday, but don't quote me. Okay. So anyway, so we'll pull up some. This is first uh, courtesy of Jameson Hensley from ESPN. He just got uh, Bateman doing some drills here. So you can see him with that foot coming in and out of uh, those aren't really ladder drills, but you know, those, those kind of rope drills where they're moving their feet quite a bit. And then he's um, doing a quick shuffle on that last one. Uh, Bobby, you could, again, you're the play-by-play guy. I don't know if you can explain this better than me on this drill that we're showing on video for the audio um, listeners. He just is doing a quick agility kind of shuffle your feet and get a burst off the line of scrimmage real quick. And then you kind of slow down after that. It's not like he's trying to accelerate off of that. Jeff Moeller, who is a doctor of physical therapy, what he says about this, he says, he tweets this quote, every video prior to this one has Bateman with left foot forward. Okay. He's now showing comfortability with his left foot, which is his list Frank behind him, pushing off for bursts off the line. Great sign for lining up on either side of the field. So basically what Moeller is trying to say here is it's like, okay, now he's using that foot that has been injured, his list Frank foot on the left, starting from behind, because that's the, that's the foot you want to get power from and get that burst off the line. So he felt like that was a great sign. We had Kadri Ishmael um, on one of the first day. Yeah, it was the first day that Bateman was back. So he was only doing individual drills, but Kadri also pointed out like after grabbing a catch, turning up and going, he's like, that's what you want to look for. So, and these are guys that do this for a living, right? Excellent, excellent signs. It's, it looks like it's the Ravens, the trainers, John Harbaugh, so far, they definitely took their time. They did not – Bateman got made fun of during the uh, mandatory minicamp. Where's Bateman? Where's Bateman? Everybody talking about like he's like the next Perriman. No, they were taking their time. He had that cortisone shot, and it just looks like right now we still don't want to have any setbacks, but based off of what we're seeing, them being patient and taking their time is paying off because he's showing a lot of confidence in that Liz Frank foot. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, I love what I'm seeing right now because this, they are sticking to their schedule and they're, they're not, they're not listening to any of the noise. They're not, you know, worried about certain timelines or other agendas. Rashad's going at his own pace by doctor's orders. And you heard it there from, you know, from Dr. Mueller. He likes what he sees. Now we didn't even talk about the top play yet, right? Let's because Bateman took home the top play from over the weekend, which we think, so there was there was some sound attached to that, but basically Lamar just aired that thing out. Darby was on the coverage. It had to have been in the air for, gosh, several seconds. And mm-hmm. Bateman was right there hauling it in. Uh, good eyesight, you know, good hands, good spacing on Darby there. But, but yeah, what I was saying, though, was, you know, Keith Williams talked about how how much he's been chomping at the bit, right? Rashad's been frustrated with this timeline. Just because the Ravens are pushing the right buttons on this doesn't mean that he was thrilled with how careful they've been with him. So, you know, it was great to get insight there from Keith, assistant wide receivers coach. You got you got Harbs, like you said a second ago, who's been very impressed with what he's seen. So it's early, and they're going to be meticulous with this, as we've seen, but it's paying off based on, again, the observations from those who who understand in the medical field what it looks like to have your your balance, essentially, your strength underneath you again. So I think it's very encouraging and a sign for optimism. Well, it's, I loved it when a reporter asked John Harbaugh, like, do you think that long, deep pass, I don't know, was that like 30, 40 yards right there? They were like, do you think that long, deep pass builds confidence for Bateman coming back from this injury? And Harbaugh's like, well, that's a good question for him. Only he knows if it's building confidence. He goes, but I'll tell you what. For me, it's building confidence in me. He was like, that was heck, that was a heck of a catch. And, and it just is exciting because, Bobby, how many times over the last several weeks since training camp started have we been talking about OBJ and Flowers? And it's like, it's not like you forget about Bateman. He's always in the back of your mind. But when you're not out there to put stuff on film like we just showed right there and like we've showed a million times for Flowers and OBJs, like you just get so excited with these two guys and you're thinking, oh, with these two guys in a nice running game and and Mark Andrews, like, you're looking pretty good. And then all of a sudden, Bateman's like, don't forget about me. And then he comes in. He's still probably the best route runner of the team. And that might be saying something with OBJ there. So it's just, I just have never, ever covered a Ravens team where you're coming out of training camp with this much excitement that's like, legitimate coming out of out of training camp one other note i want to have just because we're talking about the deep ball so my understanding is there were a lot of deep balls on saturday um just based off of all the reports there was this one there was one to flowers which we never got a video of we'll show one on obj in just a minute even though it didn't really count we'll get to that so it was a it was a big day the last time we quoted mike preston (laughs) people were so angry um but Anyway, well, I'm going to do it again anyway. I'm not quoting his tweet for over the, from over the weekend, by the way. I don't know if you saw his tweet where he said the Ravens are shopping in a trash heap. I'm like, what are you talking about? Referring, like he said that the day they signed Clowney. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. uh, we're, not, we're not getting into that. However, 
in his practice observations, I do want to read this. Quote, Jackson's ability to throw deep has been in question since he arrived in Baltimore nearly six years ago. But on Saturday, he released the ball quickly and allowed his receivers to run under it. In the past, he has waited too long for his targets to get open downfield, which has caused him to underthrow a lot of deep passes. Maybe Jackson is on to something here. When a team has as much speed as the Ravens do with receivers such as Beckham, who return uh, who returned to practice after two days off, and rookie Zay Flowers and Devin Duvernay, anticipation on deep routes is a good thing. Close quote. To be fair to Lamar, it's not like he's had a ton of speed. I mean, he, he has had Duvernay, but now it's like times four. Uh, so. This is good. I feel like we keep seeing these deep plays, like the top plays. They're clearly working on it. And hopefully in this case, Mike Preston is right that like Lamar's like starting to get a little bit more chemistry down and is able to anticipate what these fast guys can do. And, you know, I have, there has been in the past where it feels like he holds the ball a little too long, but when you trust somebody, when you trust an OBJ, when you trust a Zay, if you trust um, Bateman, then you can throw things before they get open. But I just don't know that he's had the receivers to give that type of trust up to this point. And by the way, just in case you missed that specific tweet that, that you referenced from over the weekend from Mike, <laughs> here it is. It, Ravens are going to the trash heap to sign players. Right players, right price was Ozzie Newsom's mantra. Now, I thought, by the Still way, it's got good, over man. That's a pretty good views. mantra. Yeah. Right it's player, right price. Yeah, exactly. The, the best response, though, from this was our guy, Cole Jackson. I thought this was hilarious. Cole goes right to the mentions as if he was ready, waiting in the wings to go after Mike. And in response, he says, Mike, they've spent four and a half million on depth with veterans. The only trash heap is the archive of your takes. I was like, oh, Cole, the guy never misses, man. He cracks and us then up. And then somebody posted a headline that from way back in the day when Ed Reed, when Ed Reed was drafted, and the headline is something like Preston Colon, something like Reed is a meh pick or something like that. <laughs> so oh, he man. he missed on he missed on that one. All right, let's let's move this along here. Just some other quick practice news and notes from the weekend. Saturday was officially technically the last training camp practice. Um, so the Ravens will go on doing what is what they've been doing, but it's going to change a lot from our perspective because um, when it's not training camp, the media is not allowed there for the entire practice. Fans are not there. So it'll go back to media kind of just being there for warmups, which is 15 to 20 minutes. They'll give like an attendance report, maybe get a couple shots of warmups. But these top plays, these 40-yard deep stuff, I think that might end maybe the Ravens media team, the Ravens media team get more access. So maybe they'll still put out top plays, but we're going to have nowhere near the access and reports that we've had up to this point. So it's, it's definitely been fun. Okay. Another practice note here real quick, Bobby, in addition to Bateman, we haven't mentioned this running back JK Dobbins. He also returned to team drills. He hadn't been, he came off the of PUP for a while, but he's only been doing individual stuff. So he returned to team drills also. Um, so that's, it just, again, it feels like this team is, is becoming complete. Very nice. One thing. Okay. We're trying to become more complete 
is Jalen Armour Davis. He returned to practice, but then ended up leaving early the same day. But John Harbaugh indicated that it was part of the plan because he's been sore, um, all that kind of stuff. And then here's what Harbs had to say on Jalen Armour Davis. It's just trying to get him back. I mean, it's uh, you know he's he's getting there. You know, he gets a little sore then the next day. So uh, I'm really I'm I'm, I tell you, I'm anxious. To, and he's anxious. He wants to get back out there, and he'll be out there. You know, he might play Monday. Uh, if he doesn't, you know, he should be fine next week. But very hopeful for him to get out there and play. But it did surprise you when he still left in Monday night preseason game as a possibility? He hasn't practiced in quite some time. I guess. I think Harbs is probably just on the optimistic side as usual. <laughs> yeah. You know, but but yeah, they, I don't think there's another player on the team, given the, the, the injury situation at corner right now, that they need to take a jump. Sure, they need Odafe Owe to be the guy that they think he can be. But they like desperately need JAD to be that guy, at least as as things are currently, you know, standing right now in the cornerback room. So I'll let you finish up the notes. Well, so if we don't have a lot of practice footage of this, but Ronald Darby, we again we did we did talk about his signing, but literally the morning after he signed, he was out there at practice. Listen, that was when Clowney was out there. That was when they were doing all these deep throws. So uh, there was not a lot of practice footage that I saw of him. <clears throat> but Ryan Mink, Ryan Mink did get a little bit. So I was curious to see him just a little bit. We can see him here because he is coming off of that ACL from week five. Don't have a lot of practice footage here. But, um, but you know, Mink put this up and he also put some his opinion on it because Mink did see him for the rest of practice. He felt like, you know, he was moving well coming off of that ACL. And, um, yeah, who knows if he'll be back to his own 100%, but that is just the, the first view of seeing him with, like, that idea of the ACL being behind him. Um, okay, I'll do this first, and then we'll get to the OBJ. John Harbaugh said that um, Josh Johnson and Anthony Brown will each play a half Monday night, so no Lamar, and obviously Huntley still dealing with that hamstring that he sustained during the last preseason game, so there was that. So, all right, let's finally get to it. This is the OBJ one-handed catch. Uh, okay, this is just it. So we don't get to see any of the play before the catch. I'm assuming it is Lamar that throws it to him. But he's out here running a route on the sideline. Uh, gets a step on. Is that? Who's 17? Who's that on? We'll have to look that know. up. Okay, so anyway as usual obj goes up the ball's a little bit behind him and he grabs that sucker i do not know the physics behind this but he jumps up grabs the ball behind his helmet with one hand grabs it with just like his fingertips really over the nose of the ball I don't understand how you can get a ball from an NFL quarterback who can throw with like, I mean, there is some arch to it. So it's not like it's like a bullet, but how he comes, he has got to have the strongest hands ever. Look at that. Now, the bad thing is, is he's out of bounds. <laughs> Did I mention that part yet? Um, he's out of bounds, but I just still cannot get over his skill on that. So come in about a foot and then it counts. Um, Reporters initially thought that it was inbounds. That's why it started making, you know, the rounds and news because where they were when, from their vantage point, it looked like either he was inbounds or they kind of put in the sticks and they and they moved the ball up. So I don't know if it was just a new 
set of drills or whatever because they all thought it was converted. But yeah, he's out of bounds. But yeah, just insane what he can do. That's the signature stuff right there. And by the way, Caillou Kelly, the rookie out of Stanford, was on coverage there, there for OBJ, but uh, doesn't yeah. go on his stat sheet because he was out of bounds. That's right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Quick hits, quick hits to finish here. We'll begin with with Marlon Humphrey. According to John Harbaugh, his foot surgery went will, really well. He said they have a well-defined timeline. It will not be super long. We don't know how to define that, but but again, uh, it, and he's not going to share that, obviously, what the specific timeline is, but the exact quote is, he's going to be back earlier in the season. He could have definitely played with the way it was, but you'd risk it getting worse with the surgery that he got it's taken care of, end quote. Again, that is from John Harbaugh. We'll see how much of the season that Marlon misses. A former NFL linebacker and longtime assistant coach, Maxi Bond, has died. Uh, he was 85 years old, and as Jeff Zarebeck noted on Twitter, he was the Ravens assistant who went out and worked Ray Lewis before that 1996 draft. So that was kind of a cool nugget there. Rest in peace to, to Maxi. He's at forever going to be, obviously. Um, you know, a main, a main staple in this organization for his role in, in bringing Ray Lewis to Baltimore from a scouting standpoint. Now, the NFL top 100 list is confirmed fraudulent. <laughs> I mean, that's apparently, uh, according to Marlon Humphrey, with a special shout out here to his new podcast that he's doing with Jack Settleman, uh, the Punchline podcast for 44. You can find that on Twitter at Punchline Pod. 44 but here's marlon explaining that this is how the top 100 works do you actually vote they would get zero participants if they actually do zero to 100 so they give us the one through 20 and then they just say list your 20. so on somebody's list i was at least top 20. do you actually care about the list like do you trade votes with someone where you're <laughs> like like yo i'll vote you one if you vote me one i don't know if anyone cares that right. much who's your teammate that you think would care the most I could see J.K. Dobbins being a little bugger. <laughs> I could see him. Out of, out of all people, I could see J.K. By the way, I feel like that's fair. Give a one through twenty, and then you you just count up how many people are in the one through twenty, and then you're able to like mathematically put it out to one hundred. I think that's completely fair. All I could think though of Bobby when we were watching that is someday, someday our show will be big enough to where we have a social media producer that can put together little TikToks like that, where like you zoom in on certain things that they say, zoom out bring some words in, bring in, in like all in a 60 second thing, aspirations, aspirations someday. One day we'll get there, which is a perfect yep. segue to say we're coming up on 9,000 subscriptions. We started this YouTube channel journey. What in, in October of October. last year. So we're pacing out for potentially 10,000 by the, by the one year anniversary. So goes without saying if, if you're audio only listeners, we get it. Uh, but but if, if if you feel so inclined and you have a Gmail account, your subscription, which is free, uh, would certainly go a long way. So let's finish here. Classic preseason win streak. We know the all-time win streak is on the line. Uh, what, 24 straight games at this point the Ravens have won prior to regular season play. And NBC Sports Washington's, I guess, NBC4 now down in D.C., J.P. Finlay, Asked one of the commander's offensive linemen, their right guard, Sam Cosme, uh, what he thinks of this entering tonight. Does that Ravens win streak even enter your brain, the preseason win streak? I think it's a stupid record. I mean, who gives a shit about preseason games? I agree. Yeah, I mean, if we beat it, great. Well, I'm, 
we're gonna beat it. So there we go. His face. Well, he seems to care enough to be angry. I know, I know. I don't know what His the anger is all about. Hilarious. What's funny about this, Bobby, is you'll note. I hope our fans, our listeners, notice. We really haven't covered the streak. I think we mentioned it once before the preseason games actually started. The reason why this thing is getting so much stuff is because of the national media. Nobody talks about it too much locally. And so, like, it's like a talking point. Preseason's boring, like, or obviously not as exciting as the regular season. And so it's like the national media keep propelling it. And sure, when you ask the Ravens, it's like there is some pride in it because it tells you about your depth, right? Like, and there's a reason why the Ravens can like build from within and don't have to spend too much on outside free agents. Although they do do their fair share. Hello, OBJ. But, um, but like, it's just hilarious to me. Like he clearly has anger towards it and it's hilarious. Like if you didn't care, you wouldn't have anger. Like what we don't care. So we don't talk about it. You know what I mean? So it's just hilarious that he was so upset. <laughs> I blame the national media for making mm-hmm. graphics, making, conversation around it making you know driving opinion and so these guys see that right maybe sam sees a random one-off post or instagram story or whatever it is and for whatever reason he's got the the guy's got animosity towards it now when really nobody's talking about it within the organization they're just going out and winning games which speaks to the depth which speaks to the pride which speaks to the scouting department all that stuff right yeah. Like nobody cares. Matter of fact, it's gotten to the point where the national media is driving it so much so that I would have to think I would love to see a poll within this fan base right now of who's sick of it and who <laughs> wants it to end because of what's happening as a result. So anyway, what a way to finish. We'll see what happens tonight. And as always, Sarah and I will be live across all of our platforms after Commanders and Ravens, the second of three preseason games. The final one finishes up next weekend in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. As always, we want to shout out and thank two of our returning patrons who are supporting everything we do here inside the vault on th- uh, through and on Patreon this month. So Lauren Wonderlick, Ken Buckner, we appreciate you both for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. And if you're interested in doing the same now that football season has officially arrived, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. Any closing words before we jump? Got nothing. All right. Preseason on the way. Again, typically within the hour of this finishing up, we will hit live across all of our platforms. It'll be available on Twitter. It'll be available on YouTube. It'll be available on my Facebook page. We can't wait to spend some time with you. And again, we're inching closer and closer here to the start of regular season football. So for my co-host, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this Monday morning vault edition. As always, Inside the Vault. Inside the Vault.